Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling Pro Football Net Point Power Rankings and the Pro Football Bias Plus Reports. And this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there, this is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. Yes, not only is free agency upon us as reported last week, but it is still going strong. I challenge anybody out there to come up with another off season in the past that had this much free agent frenzy, especially, and not only the number of players that are moving to new homes, but the number of skill players and the, the amount of star power that's being shuttled from team to team. It's amazing, I'm loving it. You mentioned, Ben, uh, a little bit about fantasy. And for the people who are maybe getting to know Ben and Barry on football, you're the fantasy guy. I'm the man guy. So tell me, you, you, were, talking about, you were talking about what was happening all of a sudden in fantasy in the offseason here. Yeah, well, um, my two main leagues, we play the entire season where the average fantasy league ends um, at uh, week 16 or week 17 or yeah week 17 now since the nfl added uh an 18th week but um we happen to play in these other two leagues and they're on cbs through the entire season which means that um once the playoff teams have been established all the players that are on the non-playoff teams go back into a pool and then we redraft for the playoffs and then when we get two winners out of that then we redraft again for the super bowl I know it sounds crazy and it sounds complicated, but it really isn't. Um, but, but that being said, because we go that far, we also open up free agency on the same day that the NFL opens up free agency. The crazy thing is, though, you get to keep all the players that you had the previous year until what we call franchise night. It's a keeper league, meaning that when franchise night comes around, which is usually late in August, you have to declare which three people you're going to keep, which three players you want to keep. And then all the rest of your players go back into the pool for the draft. So right now, players that ordinarily nobody would be interested in because most of everybody's franchise players are already on their teams and they have to decide who they're going to keep. Now a guy like a Robert Woods all of a sudden becomes a little bit more valuable. People have to think, do I want to spend a $3 transaction fee to pick up Robert Woods in the off season? I'm not going to do that if I'm not going to make him a keeper. Should I make him a keeper? Should I not make him a keeper? Let me look at the other guys I want to keep. Da -da 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 -da. So yeah, we play fantasy football all year round and trades are going out i just offered i just offered travis kelsey to somebody but he didn't want him you offered travis kelsey yeah for a mere pittance and the guy wouldn't take it he'll be sorry really you don't think yeah. travis kelsey's gonna be productive next year evidently he didn't oh you want to know why i'm trading him yeah uh, i need draft picks you need okay and he's, he should garner you a few. I, I would think. 
Well, obviously you weren't thinking correctly there, buddy, because the guy wasn't giving it up. What happened? Well, am I wrong or is he? Ah, well, I don't know. I, I didn't. You're the one, I didn't ask for number one. The deal. So, I didn't ask for. I didn't ask I'm for. Thinking, as soon as you say Kelsey, I'm thinking. Wait a minute. They just traded Travis. I mean, they just traded the cheetah. Right. Um, they got Juju. Right. I'd be throwing the ball to Travis a lot next season. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's that's my best trade bait. But but that would be he, a, a top scorer on your fantasy team, wouldn't it? He's yeah, it would, but I got several. Remember, I'm just coming off a championship. Oh, excuse me, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got other people I can keep. Okay, all right, all right. He's loaded, ladies and germs. He's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> if you're giving up Travis Kelsey, we got something in the tank going on there that you ain't yeah, telling us I, about. I, I got a little something, something. You know, it's funny, Ben, on the Madden side, um, it really hit me uh, when last week's show you mentioned that Mostert was traded. Because, you know, once you get outside of the season, right, it kind of goes back to, okay, well, you know, whatever players are there on your 52-man man roster, you can go ahead and play if they're not, you know, on injured reserve or something like that. And they update the, 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 um, the rosters. So he was there, he was available. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm gonna get a head start on next year, working with Monster, working with Mitchell, you know what I mean? Putting together some schemes, putting together. I already got the plays. It's just, you know, I'm noticing, okay, I'm running Monster, right? Mitchell, you break through the line, you might go for 15. You know what I mean? If you're lucky, you might bust it all away. Monster, he takes two or three moves, he's out. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I can't wait till next season, right? I'm like getting all excited. Then you told me, well, he's gone to the Dolphins. And I'm like, oh, now he's still on my roster on Madden. Sure. So in this offseason with all of this, they don't make all of those changes. It's not like all of a sudden he's on the Dolphins or anything. They're, right. they're going to hold that off to Madden 23 when they And that's the word I'm hearing. From other Madden players out there, that they're going, man, I can't wait for Madden 23. Because, you know, guys like to play with certain teams. And now they've got these new players that they have to fit into their favorite team that they like to play with. So guys are dying for Madden 23. I was cracking up when I looked, and I do believe this team called the Giants picked up this running back named Breda. God. <laughs> Now it's your turn. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching us for a while, you know Barry has a thing about certain players. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and Matt Breida is one of them guys I have never believed in, and nor has he ever given me any reason to believe in him besides the fact that he can run fast. Okay, oh he hasn't God. made it. He hasn't made it as a full-time player on any team he's been on, and I think he's working on his third or fourth team now. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Giants, Giants got to have somebody to, 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 you know, fill out the roster. So, what the heck? Well, you know, um, let, we're gonna do a couple different things, Benny. Uh, I'm looking here because I wanted to just check something here. 
Cause you, I had the same sort of reaction to a pickup that we had. So when you, you know, you hearing about Brita, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, what? That ain't making me. I happy. mean, I'm yeah. Tell me, should I be happy about Ray Ray McLeod? Ray Ray McLeod. Niner signed Ray Ray McLeod. Ray from the Eagles. Is he was he with the Eagles? Is that where he came from? Oh no no no! I'm sorry, that's a different McLeod. Yeah, different McLeod. Okay. Uh, I'm not 100 sure about Ray Ray. Is he a corner safety? Uh, he's a wideout. A wideout. <laughs> if uh, you ain't heard about him, and I'm like, we signed Ray Ray. What? Is- <laughs> I I know the name. He's he's barely a a, a number three receiver. What team did he come from? Oh, Steelers, right? Dude. I'm not getting anything right. I think he's like the fourth or fifth receiver from the Steelers. Um, I'm not going to say he stinks or anything, uh, you know, but he didn't get much playing time. He hasn't been very productive so far in his career, but that doesn't mean that he can't shine on another team. Now, on your team, I don't know that there'll be an opening. This sounds again like the breeder trade. This is more for depth, probably than anything else. Um, I mean, people people are touting the Niners to be Super Bowl contenders once again. So your team's pretty loaded, and you did get some some quality pickups. So I say Ray Ray McLeod is probably a depth type of addition. All right. Well, let's take a look, Ben. What we're going to do? We're going to look at all 32 teams Mm -hmm. take kind of a a quick look at what they've done based on an article uh, uh, that uh, sort of ranks all 32 teams. Um, We're going to take a look at, uh, I want to go through the- Looking at like major additions? I'm sorry, say that again. I said, are we looking at major additions to each team? Pretty much. Notable. They're pretty, they're pretty much notable. notable. Yeah. I got you. And um, the, the, the whole kind of a, I have a little timeline on Deshaun Watson. I, I have a theory. We're going to call it a theory. Okay. okay. On Deshaun Watson. And then lastly, um, the best job in the NFL for players. I have a I have a fun candidate. You're gonna love this candidate. You're gonna love him. You have to. Anyway, you say no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, let's get ready to kick it off with the main thing here, Benny. So <clears throat> we're gonna look at this article from CBS Sports, and we're gonna look at it's ranking all 32 teams by their 2022 free agency moves. Oh, he's taking the moves and then ranking the teams according to who made the best moves on down. Yeah. Or the the most significant moves. Yeah. Okay. Cody Benjamin. So this is March 22nd, 2022. So this was yesterday. This article is pretty, um, you know, pretty um, recent. Okay. So let's start out with the... Number 32 team, as he has it, the Houston Texans. 
So he has key additions here of Cedric. Now, I'm going to screw this name up. Agbeyi. Uh, wow. He's a tackle. We have a guard, A.J. Can from the Jaguars. Obey from the Titans. We have a linebacker, Jalen Reeds. Maven from the Lions. They re-signed Chris Connolly, Malik Collins, Malik Collins, Kamu Grugier Hill, and Christian Kirksey, and cornerback Desmond King. He doesn't, he doesn't seem very excited about any of these signings. Uh, the obvious, the biggest loss is Deshaun Watson, but he wasn't playing anyway and wasn't going to play for them. So that was a loss that's already, should have been already in the books as far as I'm concerned. What say you about this one? Uh, at this point, I would have to say that um, the Houston Texans are just trying to piece something together, keep the ship afloat, maybe somewhere along the line, if they think uh, the season becomes a loss, maybe midseason or so, that they'll pretty much tank and try to get the number one pick. None of these guys, uh, the people that they re-signed, like Christian Kirksey, um, Camus Grugier Hill, who I believe was just a rookie last year, um, those, those signings look better than some of the new people that they brought in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Desmond King, and he's a re-sign also, okay? Yeah, they're re the guys they re-sign are more impressive than the guys that they signed away from other teams. So, yeah, they're just, they're just trying to hold on. They haven't even made a decision on who their starting quarterback is going to be yet. So, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Um, maybe at the end of the show we'll do a quick talk about some of the pro day stuff that came up. That Some of that was uh, pretty intriguing also. All right. Next up, we're going to – we have the Chicago Bears. So, they brought in from the Chiefs, Byron Pringle. From the Packers, Equinemius St. Brown. From the Packers also, guard Lucas Patrick. From the Colts, Al Quadine Muhammad. And from the Chargers, Justin Jones. But they have them ranked at 31st. And he questions whether or not they're really building, doing a good job building around Justin Fields. Not this year. Not yet. Not yet. We'll have to wait. We'll, obviously, we'll have to wait and see how they do in the draft. Um, if they get any real quality out of their first few picks in the draft. Uh, the only significant names here, I would say, are the two wideouts, Byron Pringle is actually a pretty good receiver. Um, unfortunately, he was on the Kansas City Chiefs, so there wasn't much room for him to get a lot of targets. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown also is a good receiver, but, you know, when you're on a team with uh, a combination of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you know, again, your your target share is going to be kind of small. Uh, if, if any of these names on here makes an impact, on that team, it will probably be one of those two, mainly if for no other reason, because Allen Robinson is no longer there. So somebody's got to fill that void. So we'll see. That uh, adds up to the 31st worst uh, 
free well, agent. I mean, moves. they got a, they got several moves here, and I don't. None of these are key moves to me. Okay. All right. They may prove to be key, but right now, hey now. <laughs> How about the Atlanta Falcons bringing in Marcus Mariota from the Raiders, Damian Williams from the Bears, Casey Hayward from the Chargers, and resigning. You told me Kadera was gone. He's still there. Patterson. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of fake news on Facebook, man. I'm, I'm going to stay away from there from now on. I made that promise to myself a couple of days ago when I got a post that said that Christian McCaffrey was going to the Chiefs. I, I can't – I don't know. <laughs> people make stuff up, and they post it in a way that it kind of sort of looks official, and you forget to actually look and see if it's real. So yeah, now I just – I stick with Adam Schefter. If Adam Schefter didn't, Adam Schefter didn't say it, then I don't believe it until I see him say it. So, you know. But, yeah, okay, so let's talk about key moves here now for, for a change. Marcus Mariota coming in to take over for Matty Ice. Not a bad idea. They may have to change the offense a little bit. They may have to change the offense a lot, okay? But I like Marcus Mariota. I've always liked Marcus Mariota. He's had some injuries, so he hasn't really had a chance to really secure a starting job and hang on to it. So that could truly be key if he can stay healthy and they can kind of groom this offense around his skill set. Uh, keeping and re-signing Cordero Patterson is a big deal. Signing Damian Williams, a running back away from the Chiefs, is a big deal. They, no, I'm sorry. He played for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl that they won, had a big game. Then they traded him last season, and I can't remember. Does your article say where he came from? Bears. From the Bears, right. Didn't get much playing time, had some injuries, okay? But Damian Williams can play. Damian Williams is a decent running back. He will probably be backing up Jordan Montgomery. Um, offensive tackle Jake Matthews could help. Casey Hayward, getting a little older, but he could help. Um, it's not bad. And they re-signed their kicker, who's a really good kicker. Young Ho Koo. People love that name. Young Ho Koo. Yes. Young Ho Koo is cool. Kicker. I like him. He's a nice kicker. Yeah, yeah. Most so accurate they, kicker in the NFL, according to what I've seen his statistics. So. Yeah, they, I think they did pretty well for themselves, considering, you know, they probably aren't going to win a whole lot of games. They're, they're basically devoid of wide receivers. And because they haven't picked up a wide receiver uh, or a notable wide receiver in free agency, that means their wide receiver core is going to probably come from the draft, which means they're all going to be super young. And the only guy they got to can catch balls is just going into his second season. I actually am, am, again, a bit excited about this uh, rookie class coming in, this draft class relative to receivers. And uh, there's a lot of speed in this. This is the fastest draft class. So if they, you know, if they have any level of success, kind of like the level that came out in the 2021 uh, draft, this could be very exciting. It could fill some holes for Atlanta that we aren't expecting. It could, but, you know, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm, I, I, I don't get as carried away with – I mean, I like speed. I love watching the 40. Somebody runs a sub 
four three. I go nuts just like everybody else. But then when it's time to actually play football, I dial it back a little bit. So if you're not Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, known playmakers, you got to prove yourself. Fast? Okay, fast. Great. A lot of fast guys. I was a little surprised at the uh, rank, ranking that they gave for these uh, for the Packers here at 29. But again, this is just based on the rankings of what they've done in the free agency market. So Alan Lazard, wide receiver, linebacker Devondre Campbell, and cornerback Rasul Douglas. Key re-signings for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, the keyest of the key re-signings, obviously, but then they lose Devontae Adams. Uh, which is just a hard hole to fill. I don't care, you know, bottom line, um, great, great receiver. What do you think about the, the Packers? I mean, it's really nothing to write home about with the Packers either. Their re-signs are, bigger, are a bigger deal than anybody knew that they brought in. I mean, they, they signed a punter. <laughs> Rasul Douglas is a re-sign, Tunyon's a re-sign, and Lazard's a re-sign, and Rogers is a re-sign. That's the big deal that they're able to keep all those guys, especially Rasul Douglas. He had a really good year on a really good defense last year. Um, that did, yeah, you don't want to let him get away. It's a shame he's wasted all those early years with the Eagles because he is balling right now. Mm. But yeah, they didn't. I don't think they brought in anybody of real note. Maybe, maybe, eh, maybe Tracy Walker. Where'd he come from? Tracy Walker came from. They don't have Tracy Walker listed. I'm sorry. He's a resign also. I knew I knew his name. I'm like, what team did he play for? He played for the Packers. Okay. Signed also. Yeah. All their all their key signings are resignings. Well, you know, you and I had a, 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 a number of debates about the Packers. Um, and one of the things that you, you said was, like, I don't even know who these guys are. You only know their names. But they were the highest scoring team in the league. You know, and it wasn't all Devontae Adams. He didn't score every touchdown. You know? No, it was Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. So, you know. And the, the defense. And, and they I had still to, don't know who those other guys are. But no, they had a good tight end, right? Tanya, okay, a good tight end. I ain't say it was great. He's good. He's solid. Yeah, okay, make the face. We we can go back. And I, I like Tanya. But again, overall, they were the number one scoring team in the league with a lot of no names. So I'm only giving them a little bit of credit that we have to, or a little bit of leeway, and saying we got to take a look and see really what they come back with because they seem to do well. I'll give them leeway. I'll give them leeway. I'm not going to give them credit because now they have to play with those no names. And they're not really no names. I mean, I had Alan Lazard on fantasy teams. I I, I like Alan Lazard. It's just that when you, well, okay. <laughs> they don't have Devontae Adams to lean on anymore. Nope. Okay. So MVS and all these dudes are going to have to show. I would venture to guess they won't be the highest scoring team this year. Uh, you want to guarantee it? 
Uh, you want me to do my Barkley? I guarantee. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Here we go. What's up next is, where are we at? Here we go. This big blank space with my 49ers, my beloved 49ers. Well, okay. Ray Ray McLeod from the Steelers. Assign Richmond, the tackle from the Eagles, Javarius Ward from the Chiefs, and safety George Odom from the Colts. We, you know, we, we needed to shore up our secondary. Um, I believe, like, even on Madden, we had maybe one corner who was rated in the 80s. Everybody was uh, else was rated the 70. Our safeties were pretty good. Um, we obviously had Thomas, who was a rookie, and they picked on him as much as they could last season. Uh, they, they talk about Ward saying they, uh, it's a gamble in the secondary, but they've added a few role players by losing a proven starter. So, again, you know, we lost Mostert, which I believe is, is – and what they what really didn't make sense to me was I think they signed him for like three million. I'm like, you know, he was, didn't seem like he was that much of a cap problem, you know, that you couldn't have kept him. And so I'm really I was really surprised that they did let they him trade go. him, or did they release him? Because if they traded him, it's all about what they got for him. I don't think they traded him. He was a free agent. So if he was a free agent, that means they didn't get anything for him, right? Uh, not if they said go ahead out there and test the waters and he did and got a job, no. That's what it's seeming like because I'm looking. It says a one-year $3.125 million deal for Mostert. Okay. Uh, have received interest from multiple teams. So they let him go. They let him go. Unable to stay on the field consistently enough to fill the role of primary back. Yeah, I think they probably just said, you know what? We have a lot of luck with running backs. We're doing pretty good with Mitchell. If we can keep Jeff, Jeff Wilson on his feet and we'll come up with somebody else somewhere along the line, we're going to let him go. Because he's probably, I'm guessing, he's probably the oldest of the bunch. And he's not old. He's probably the oldest of those guys, he's been on the team the longest. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, when you look at the Niners, I think you might have even said this. You believe that they are an offense that, that relies on a bell cow bet. Am I correct about that? Is that what you think about the Niners? As opposed to a, a you know, having a committee. Backs, a committee. Yeah. Bell I would cow versus <laughs> committee, eh? I think they I've, I think they prefer a bell cow. They will use a second back for a series or two, but they usually go with one main guy, yes. Okay. So All now right. if they re-sign Jermichael Hasty <clears throat> and Jeff Wilson, and they already have Elijah Mitchell under contract, then they don't need most of it. Now, I know what you're thinking as a fan, and I know what I'm thinking – as a fantasy player, I love Mostert. Mostert won a lot of games for me. Mostert put up big numbers for me when he was healthy. But this team is looking at all the other running backs that they have, and they're like, if we keep him and we give him a new contract, 
and he gets injured again, and he don't get hurt for a week or two. He goes out for like, you know what I mean, half the season. He gets bad injuries. He's a slasher. He's, he's, a, he's a very violent runner, you know, and sometimes that works to his detriment. So I guess they just said, you know what, we love you, but we got to let you go. Well, we've said that to a few running backs, and, uh, you know, so I've been through this. Keep coming up with more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Up next, oh, it's your New York football Giants. Okay, cool. Tyrod Taylor. How much has we talked about Tyrod Taylor? Now he's there with you guys. Matt Breida from the Bills. Ah, that Bill connection. Ricky Seals-Jones from the Commanders. Should I say that like that all the time? No. The Commanders. No, please don't. <laughs> Guard, Mark Glowinski from the Colts and John Jose Feliciano. No, it's just a center. John Feliciano from John the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now they're ranked 27th? Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you this. I like these signings. I think Even Breida? Well, including Breida. Oh, man. Guess what? Breida doesn't stink. He just can't stay on the field. Some guys just have trouble staying on the field, or they just let somebody else outwork them. On the 49ers, he never had a chance. Once he got one injury... And Mostert stepped up because I think he was on team when Mostert was first coming alive. It was curtains for him. They're like, oh, this is our man right here. You're a backup. You know, then he goes to another team that already has a starter. So he's second string. Then he goes to the, to the Bills. They already got Singletary and, and, and uh, Moss. He can't catch a break. But now he's backing up Saquon. Maybe he'll get some usage. I forget how well or whether or not he catches the ball well, but he could carve out a niche as a, as a third down back possibly. So I, I'm not going to poo-poo that signing. I think Tyrod Taylor obviously has proven over the years that he's a quality backup who can start if he's called upon and, and be a week-to-week -week starter. He's not just a one-week starter to just get you out of the game where the quarterback got hurt. Ricky Seals-Jones still has tread on his tires. We let Ingram go, so maybe Ricky Seals-Jones can catch two or three more passes more than Ingram did. John Feliciano and Mark Lewinsky are big, big pickups because they come from good teams. They played well on the teams that they were on. They're both so I've read excellent run blockers. Their pass blocking's okay, but they're excellent run blockers and they're veteran players. And offensive line obviously was the Giants' biggest need. So those two are big. Jihad Ward, a decent pass rusher off the edge. Uh, Justin Ellis, uh, not sure where he's from, I forget. I know the name, D-tackle, but they shored up the offensive line. They shored up the defensive line. I'm going to make a prediction, but I don't think I want to make it now. Uh, the prediction is what I think they're going to do in the draft. 
if what I've seen them do in free agency, if I'm if I'm looking in the same direction they are, but that's for another day. But I like these pickups by the Giants, not just because I'm a Giants fan. These make sense. No big splash names, but solid players. Okay. All right. All right. Bit of an endorsement there for those picks. How about the Saints? The Saints went up and got, well, they, they got Catavia Street from the Niners at D-Tackle. Marcus May from this, well, that's a, it says Saints. How is that a key addition? He's with the Saints. Isn't that a re-signing? Uh, yeah, they, well, yeah, they I'm signed screwed that up. But they have key re-signing being Jameis Winston. Uh, said they were in a salary cap situation. Um, what do you think about some of these signings that they had so far? I mean, Cantavia uh, Street, I believe he was a pretty solid player for the Niners. He wasn't a star. He wasn't um, a starter either. Right. But, okay, so that's that's a depth move because the Saints' defensive line actually was pretty solid. Um, resigning Marcus May is obviously a good move. And deciding to resign and maybe uh, commit to Jameis Winston at, at quarterback, I think is a good thing for Jameis and will end up being a good thing for the Saints. The word commit to me is interesting because in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, come draft time, are the Saints going to, do they have any draft capital to grab a quarterback? You don't have to be high up in the first because everybody's projecting edge rushers and stuff to go in the top 10. Like quarterbacks don't even look like they're going to go until the middle of the first round, probably at the earliest. So you might be able to get a serious young quarterback. Um, so, you know, that would be interesting. I don't know how that would, how Jameis would handle that, but he's been around long enough. And I did read that the experiment with Taysom Hill is over. Taysom that's Hill. why I said, that's why I said commit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I think they, they've settled on him that we're, we're not going to mess around with this Taysom Hill quarterback thing anymore. And we're going to re-sign Jameis. So as of this moment, Jameis is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Now, if they get an opportunity to grab somebody in the draft, somebody falls that they say, you know, eh, we wouldn't necessarily go high for this guy, but if he's still there, we might grab him. So be it. So I think Taysom is going to go straight to wide out. Okay. That's what they're going to do with him. So, all right there. Let's see. The next team up is the Detroit Lions. Now, the Lions have added DJ Chart from the Jags. They've uh, re-signed quarterback Tim Boyle, I guess as a backup, Josh Reynolds, and Charlie Harris, and then safety Tracy Walker. So that's pretty much what the what the Lions have done so far. What do you okay. think? So besides DJ Chark from the Jaguars, who is a quality wide receiver and should do well there, um, 
Everybody else was, uh, all the other key moves were re-signings. Excuse me, David Blau, Tim Boyle, those are the backup quarterbacks behind Goff. Obviously, you need a decent backup of some sort behind Jared Goff, but he's still the starter. Um, these two guys have some years behind them as backups, so I'll say they're they're competent. Um, Khalif Raymond, you need him back. Josh Reynolds, you need him back. So, so, so here's <laughs> this is interesting. So they re-sign Khalif Raymond. They re-sign Josh Reynolds, who had his best years probably with the Rams. Um, they grabbed DJ Chark. And Amon Ross St. Brown blew the world up last year. Yeah, he sure did. So now the Lions receiving core looks kind of husky. <laughs> They got a lot of good options. They got one great option, one really good option in Shark. I think I think I'm a Ross St. Brown is a monster. He's a star. He's a star. So he's a great option. Shark is a really good option. And Raymond and Reynolds are decent players. Goff has no more excuses. All they got to do is protect. That is the question. That is the question. All right. And I think I have another potential subject for our next, for our newest feature, best job in the NFL. <laughs> I'm dying to hear what this is. It better not be what I think it is. Uh, you know it is. It's oh, got to Lord. be. Oh, come on. <laughs> best job. Tell your children. To grow up to be, and we'll no. tell what the best job is. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. How about the Seattle Seahawks, Benny? Drew Locke yeah. from the Broncos, along with no offense. Austin Blythe from the Chiefs. Sheldon Harris from the Broncos. They got a lot of Broncos pickups. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was part of that Russell trade, wasn't it? Mm. D-tackle Quentin Jefferson from the Raiders. D-N Ushena Nwasu. Nwasu from the Chargers. Artie Burns from the Bears. And they brought back Rashad Penny, Will Disley, Al Woods, Sidney Jones, and Quadre Diggs. But oh, the, the Mr. Dangerous. So <laughs> the Denver Broncos actually got away with adding Drew Locke to the Russell Wilson trade. Wow. Got away with? <laughs> yeah. As if slip one in on those guys? <laughs> as, yeah. As if, oh, go ahead. You might as well take him. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Here you go, take him. <laughs> just in case something terrible happens, you really don't get anybody else. You got Drew Locke. Come on, man. Rashad Penny, I think, is still young enough to show that he can be a quality running back. Will Disley is a good tight end. They got Noah Fant away from um, the Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Noah Fant is better than Will Disley. He is a quality tight end. Uh, Austin Blythe is a really good center. These are all pretty good pulls here. 
these are good pulls. Kyle Fuller still got some life on the offensive line, and he can also play center. Shelby Harris can still play the tackle. Mm. Nwosu, two-year, $20 million deal. Nwosu's still pretty young. I think this is his first signing off of his rookie deal. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. Justin Coleman can still play. Sidney Jones has been bouncing around a little bit. Remember Sidney Jones got hurt just before the draft and the Cowboys took him anyway and they had him like two years and he didn't pan out. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he's still around. And uh, Quandre Diggs is a decent safety. Not a bad haul for the Seahawks, but they still won't go anywhere without a quality quarterback. That is a bit of a problem because, again, as you go into the Seahawks roster, uh, let's look at their depth chart. Uh, who did they have at quarterback? Geno Smith and Jacob Eason. So is Geno better than Drew? The, the, the fact that I have to think about it, it tells you that it's not good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm mm. not sure. I, I, I don't know. That, that might be a battle. That might be a camp battle. Camp battle. Well, it's, it's a camp one team, battle. They believe in battles and, and competition there. They believe in that kind Yeah, they have like competition Thursday or competition Wednesday yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. They Look, I would like to see um, Gino get a job and hold it, but I don't know if he can. He's never really had the opportunity for to have a team really hang in there with him, you know. So it's it's possible now that he's been around a little bit that he could secure something. He played well when Russ got hurt at first, then he kind of fell apart. But Drew Locke, Drew Locke's a disaster if you ask me. We'll, we'll see. That was hard to call. It's funny because I, I just, on an emotional basis, have more confidence in Drew Locke than Gino. <laughs> so maybe Gino's been around longer, so he's got more bad tape. <laughs> he's got. <laughs> but what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna move on to the Cardinals. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Same division. Same division. So this Are is they? the third team. Hey, wait. This is the third team in the great NFC West. Ah, how the times have changed. Yeah. We're not even up to the top 20 yet. We already had three teams from the NFC West. What's going on? Well, again, these are ranking uh, their free agents. Yeah, I know. And, and I if the know. teams are competitive, they're probably not going to be signing a lot of great free agent picks. Now, I don't know about the Seahawks in that situation, but no, no, they obviously needed them. Yeah, yeah, I, you know what I'm saying. Now the Cardinals yeah, are in a situation where, you know, they they still have their quarterback, even though there are some now questions about the quarterback. They brought in Jeff Gladney from the Vikings for corn at cornerback. And I was, I don't know if I was saying cornerback before, I was talking about the quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, they re-signed Colt McCoy 
James Conner, which you already said you, you liked. Zach Kurtz, which we kind of liked. Absolutely. And Max Williams, I'm not real familiar with. He's uh, a tight end. They lost Chandler Jones, which, you know, I, I, I thought Chandler Jones helped them. Uh, he's a quality. Oh, player. absolutely. So losing him is going to, you know, not going to help. Uh, what do you have on the Cardinals? Uh, again, not a bad haul. Colt McCoy has proved he's a, he's a, a very good uh, backup quarterback. Obviously, they're going to need him. Uh, they're not exactly sure what's going on in Kyler Murray's head. But somewhere along the line, we'll figure that out. So he's signed back on for two years, Colt McCoy. James Conner deserves every penny of his new contract. Uh, James Conner played extremely well last year, far better than I thought he would coming off of an injury in 20 – what year did we just pass? In 2020. So – um, 2021. Well, yeah, last season was the 2021 season. So he the season before that, he was yeah, he was coming off of an injury from 2020. And usually, and I've said this before, skill position players like cornerbacks and wide receivers, sometimes when they have serious knee injuries, it takes them almost a season under their belts to get the mental part of it out of their minds. Their surgeon may say, I looked at your knee. It's 100%. You're good to go physically, but for some reason, they kind of ramp up slowly before they start to look like them old self, their, their old selves. Um, Connor had wanted no part of that. He came in firing away. Now, it did help that he had um, uh, Edmonds there to split time with him early. When Edmonds got hurt, he took over. And the biggest thing about Connor is, dude scored a lot of touchdowns. Okay? So, yeah, he's, he's worth all that money they're giving him. Zach Ertz is reborn. Love Zach Ertz. Max Williams is another good tight end. And uh, Gladney from the uh, Vikings will not hurt them. He will help them. He won't hurt them. And they grab – oh, Andy Lee. Andy Lee's a pretty good punter, if I remember correctly. Okay. So they, got, they signed a punter to a one-year deal. That's a good pickup too. So I'd say they did pretty well. I can't wait to see these other teams. If they're 20, what, 27? Yeah, yeah. Dang. Well, again, yeah. those teams that needed the help, they, they would have made the biggest splashes, signed the biggest contracts, you know, things of that nature. One thing we did not mention when we talked about the Seahawks, mm -hmm. Bobby Wagner is moving on. Yes. Looks like they allowed him to go into free agency. I mean, he was the last of the uh, – of the uh, defense. Uh, the Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom, right? Yeah. Um, now, I saw something on Facebook. It may have been fake news. Maybe you can check it somewhere along the line. But the last I heard was he's leaning toward Dallas. Really? I'm sitting here looking at something that says he was visiting the Rams. Okay. So he, that means he hasn't made up his mind yet. Mm. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Bobby played pretty well. He was still... He had a great year. He led the team in tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just let him go. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Next up, we have the Vikings. Our boy, Kirk Cousins, and the group. Adding from the Bills, Harrison Phillips at D tackle from the Cardinals, 
Jordan Hicks at linebacker and Zadarius Smith from the Packers at linebacker. So they've had, they, they bumped up their defense a little bit there, I think. Uh, that's three defensive players here. And oh, Ben, they signed their backup quarterback too. So uh, they also had put out a little bit of money on their backup QB. So what do you think about the Vikings? Well, let's see. Jordan Hicks, this is going to be like his third team, I think. But he can still play. Uh, Zadarius Smith uh, finally made a decision on who he wanted to play for after faking out the Ravens. Um, he agreed to a three-year, $42 million deal with a max value of 47. So I guess he's got some incentives in there. Um, the rumor was that he was all but signed to the Ravens. And then when he saw what, uh, uh, who's the other, oh God, another defensive player got a big deal and he, he backed out of the Baltimore deal. So now he's, he's with the Vikings. Um, <laughs> Jordan Berry, another punter. Well, these punters are all over the place too. Make, punters make getting paid, man. <laughs> punters getting paid. And I, remember they, take, I remember taking um, Christopher. They had tryouts for the punt, pass, and kick competition. Okay. And I was so pissed because he wasn't even trying. I'm like, dude, you know what I mean? This is, you never know what this could lead to. Have you not seen Andy Reid standing in line bigger than everything? I know, looking like a grown-ass man <laughs> with a bunch of little kids punting the crap out of the ball. <laughs> Too funny, too. He would not take that thing seriously, man. I was like, dude, come on. You can throw the ball, you can kick, you got all this stuff. You want to play around. Okay. Who's up okay. next? Obviously, the biggest resigning for the Vikings is Kirk Cousins. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was giving you a shot. <laughs> you don't have to take it. I just thought I'd throw it out there. I don't want to get too distracted. We we got a yeah. Nice let's clip. not. Let's let's go into. We got the next a nice thing. clip going, and uh, you know, there's always room for Kirk Cousins. Always, always room for Kirk Cousins. Let's take a look at the New England Patriots. Now the Patriots went bananas last year, signing up people, spending money. People thought, well, who who are, who's this guy? He can't be the Patriots. They don't do all of that. But they did it. They had a, somewhat of a successful season, I would say, considering a rookie quarterback, you know. Yeah. And so now they've added from the Browns, Mac Wilson at linebacker, Terrence Mitchell from the Texans, cornerback. Okay. We signed Brian Hoyer, James White, Trent Brown, James Ferentz, Jawan Bentley, and Devin McCourty. So they re-signed a lot of people, didn't bring a lot of people in. Uh oh, here's a surprise one. Let me see if it's on you. I don't think this one's on your list. I believe this happened today. They brought back Malcolm Butler. Yes, I did see that. Ah, yeah, that happened today. They brought back Malcolm Butler, signed him to a two-year deal. Uh, the money's not available just yet. Um, Ty Montgomery is a, is a he's working on his third or fourth team here as a running back. Uh, that's a depth move. James White has been a loyal soldier there for them. They still like him. Trent Brown is big. 
great offensive tackle. They needed to keep him. Uh, and Devin McCourty, another good soldier. You know, these guys have won Super Bowls for them, and they can still play. So they're going to keep him around. Oh, and Nick Falk, the place kicker, had a good season last year. He was up among the um, the top. He was top three field goal kicker in accuracy, length, everything, points. He's up there. We so put out on our that. page uh, a little way back the ranking of the top scores and your top scores, first 20 or so. Are our field goal kickers. Hell yeah. kickers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I wanted to mention, you mentioned Malcolm Butler. And one of the great mysteries of life is why Malcolm Butler was treated the way he was treated during the Super Bowl and kept out of the game. Now, we all, I say we all, I saw a lot of the blame go toward the coach. It's like, what is the coach doing? You know, what did Malcolm do that, you know, would, would keep him from playing? And he was just the star, right? He was the star of the he team. He just won them a Super Bowl. Right, just won them a Super Bowl. And now he's going back there. I just find that to be so weird. <laughs> yes, it was weird because I, I myself am still not clear on what happened in that Super Bowl game that for some reason he was, for all intents and purposes, benched. Then after the season, he was let go. He went and played with other teams. And now they're bringing him back. I thought they were through with him. I'm thinking whatever it was that went on that caused him to be benched in a Super Bowl game after playing the entire season and starting, and then they release him, I'm thinking they're they're washing their hands. And now they're bringing him back. I don't get it. But Okay. One of the great mysteries of football and football is life. That is our motto and our hashtag on Facebook. Let me remind people, this is Ben and Barry on football. You can find us at www.benandbarryonfootball and all the major social media platforms. Google us. We're Googleable now, Benny. We're Googleable. We're Googleable. Yes, we are. We're on the Googler. Yes, that's all you got to do. Google us. Or duck, duck, go us if you want to do it undercover without being tracked. <laughs> Only tracked. You know, got to do that. Okay. Let's see who we have up next. At 20, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Who added wide receiver James Washington from the Steelers? Dante Fowler Jr., DN from the Falcons. Resign Michael Gallup. Dalton Schultz, Leighton Vander Esch, and Malik Hooker. Okay. Mm. Uh, they let Amari Cooper go. Yes. Uh, Randy Gregory got away. Yes. And Lyle Collins from the line got away. Yes. So they did have a they did have a few. Uh, those are those are three major players. <laughs> those are three major players and there's some folks out there that were kind of poo-pooing them letting Amari Cooper go and now all of a sudden you know he's popped up on the Browns and Deshaun pops up on the Browns and now all of a sudden oh they got Amari Cooper too 
now all of a sudden he's great again. <laughs> People are so funny. But anyway, other than that, again, big re-signings with Gallup, who coming off a knee injury, so we got to see. Uh, Dalton Schultz, very nice player, very nice tight end. Uh, Van Der Esch, um, a, 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 a very good uh, linebacker who sometimes has a little trouble staying healthy. But other than that, he looks good. James Washington could possibly prove to be a very good pickup for them at wide receiver now that Amari Cooper is gone. I'm not saying he's going to fill in for Amari Cooper. Basically, I think what they're going to do is they're going to expect C.D. Lamb to move up to the number one spot. Gallup will be the number two. And then James Washington will be the number three. So we'll see how that works out. James Washington is not terrible, but he had a lot of competition in Pittsburgh. So along with Ray Ray McLeod going to you, <laughs> James Washington goes to, <laughs> goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Ray Ray, welcome to the Niners. Let me not be mean. I got to treat Ray Ray nice. He's one of the family now. <laughs> and the family. All right, Ray Ray. Well, the Panthers, 19th. So now we're getting to about to the middle of the pack here. Running back, Anta Foreman. I'm not real familiar with Anta. Uh, Dante. Dante. That's Dante. actually Dante. Is it Dante? Well, Dante? some people say Dante. I think it's Dante. Okay. Running back from the Titans, Rashard Higgins from the Browns. Offensive guard, Austin Corbett from the Rams. Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens at center. Matt Ledanis. Ledanis? All right, Benny, ready? From the Commanders. Linebacker, Corbett. Oh, no, that's, that's Leonidas. Leonidas. Yes. Now that sounds like a commander name, doesn't it? <laughs> Corey Littleton from the Raiders. Xavier Woods, safety from the Vikings. There's Ooh, your punter, John Hecker. That's big too. And Johnny Hecker is one of the Texas. best punters out there. Johnny Hecker is one of the best punters out there and one of the best punters at pulling off fake punts. Because Johnny Hecker can throw the ball. Uh, I think he was a quarterback in high school or something. Okay. So if you, you got him, you can fake some punts. He can run, he's fast, and he can throw. Crazy as that sounds. You know? Um, other than that, uh, re-signing DJ Moore was a must. He's been the number one receiver there for a long time. Uh, Rashard Higgins, he played for the Browns. I'm not sure if he was with somebody else last season. I only remember him playing for the Browns last. He is a decent receiver who, again, probably hasn't really had the opportunity to show everything. He's always played behind, you know, uh, Jarvis Landry, OJB, OBJ, uh, and guys like that. So this might be an opportunity, uh, an opportunity for him to show what he can do. Uh, other than that, I'd say the biggest moves are probably the all the offensive and defensive linemen moves because they needed them. And uh, Dante Jackson, the cornerback, uh, Rashawn Melvin, cornerback, and Xavier Woods, who is still a really good safety. How he got away from Minnesota, I do not know. I wouldn't have let him go. But there you have it. So I say, yeah, free agency-wise, the Panthers did very well. 
Now that we're inside the top 20 now, we're going to start seeing some quality stuff here. How about the Commanders? Okay. The additions. Carson Wentz from the Colts at quarterback. Offensive guard Andrew Norwell from the Jags. Resigned J.D. McKissick and Bobby McCain at safety. I like what they say, paying up for Wentz's boomer bust style may blow up in their faces, but he's an upgrade. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like Taylor Heineke. I remember you saying that. I like Taylor Heineke, and I would not be so fast to say Carson Wentz is an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. I really haven't. And I tried my best to praise Carson Wentz at every turn last year, mainly because he was keeping his turnovers down to a minimum. He was doing really well with that aspect of his game until it got to the end of the season when they needed him to be his carefulest. And he just like blew a gasket. Just, or had a mind brain fart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a bunch of them like right in a row. Uh -huh. Keeping JD McKissick was big. There was an article, I'll go through this really fast. J.D. McKissick had agreed to a contract with the Buffalo Bills, which would have been big for the Bills. McKissick and Singletary and Knox, nice running back core. And for some reason, the Buffalo Bills um, upper management were very mad at the commanders because they said, that even though McKissick's agent had an agreement or they thought they had an agreement in hand, the commanders kept pushing and adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff, and they got him to change his mind and go back. So they're very upset about that. This evidently, and you, you know, we've seen this with uh, Gregory, we've seen it with Darius Smith. When they say they agree to a contract, until they put pen to paper, agreements mean nothing in the NFL. Nothing. Sad to say, but that's the, just the way it is, man. This Gotta has been growing, going on for so long in history. Um, I remember even going back to, you know, the NFC, AFC, and you, somebody signs a player from the other league. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Thought we agreed we weren't going to do that. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. It's going to get hot now, Benny. It's going to get hot now. Jacksonville Jaguars. Key additions. Christian Kirk, who screwed up the wide receiver, pay scale for everybody. <laughs> he said he screwed it up. <laughs> I wouldn't say he screwed it up. But what, what, what did you say? He messed up the curve. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he did mess up the curve. <laughs> he, he did mess up the curve. That is true. Wide receiver uh, Zay Jones from the Raiders. Your Giants gave up Evan Ingram. Brandon Scherf from the Commanders. The Jets. Foley Fatukas. Say it again. Fatukasi. Atukasi. All right. Foye Olokun, linebacker from the Falcons. Close enough. Close enough. Darius 
Williams from the Rams, and they re-signed Laquan Treadwell, Cam Robinson, and Tyler Shatley. Uh, uh, real quick, I'll say the biggest move here is probably the guy that's getting basically the most money. Well, that's not quite true. Darius Williams, who was the other corner on the other side of Jalen Ramsey. Rams let him get away. Ah, I don't know. But anyway, that's probably the biggest move for them that I can see uh, besides getting Christian Kurt. And don't get me wrong. Christian Kurt didn't mess up the curve. The Jaguars messed up the curve. <laughs> they offered him that money. Good point. Good point. They, they offered him that money, and he <laughs> took it. That's an awesome contract for uh, a basically a number two receiver. You know, now he he could possibly uh, work his way uh, to a number one role. Obviously, they let DJ Shark go, so they're expecting Christian Kirk to be their number one guy. They must have seen some things on film that they really liked from him, uh, the way he runs his routes, the kind of routes that he runs. They think that's going to fit into their offense. I don't know what the heck is going on, but they gave that guy some good bucks, and they're going to expect him to live up to it. So really the pressure's on him now. Uh, they got Zay Jones away from the Raiders, another wide receiver who's very fast, but for some reason has not been uh, as productive uh, to match his speed. And usually when that happens, I'll tell you, take a look at his route running. That may leave a little bit to be desired. Evan Ingram hasn't uh, lived up to his contract with the Giants. So they let him go and they're going to start over at tight end. Um, Cam Robinson's a good offensive tackle. That's about it. Oh, they re-signed Laquan Treadwell. But Laquan Treadwell is basically the same guy as Christian Kirk, if you ask me. So, so one of them's got to step up his game. One of them's got to be um, Lawrence's his main guy. And they're paying Kirk to be his main guy. So he best step it up and get it done. That's for sure. That's for sure. All righty. Let's see what the Colts are up to. Well, they let Carson go. They got Matty Ice, Matt Ryan from the Falcons. They got Yannick Ngakwe from the Raiders, Brandon Faison. Faison? How do you say that? From the Raiders? Uh, Faison. Faison. And brought back Moali Cox. I'm sorry, I'm messing that name up. I hate when I mess up these names. But you did Ngakwe really good, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. This looks like mostly the re-signings are the big deals. Zaire Franklin, Ngakwe, Tyquan Lewis, Matt Pryor, all good players. Mo Alley Cox, decent tight end. Uh, Matt Ryan's the big deal here. I think... They hope that Matt Ryan can do at least as well as Phillip Rivers did when he first came and maybe move them to that next level. The team's a little bit more talented than they were when, um, when Phillip Rivers came over. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, and and they're going to prolong uh, Matty Ice's career by having him just take the snap and hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. So he uh, is a really good passer, uh, very accurate. Um, if he can work things out with their receivers, timing-wise, in a, in, a, in a relatively quick fashion in camp, I think that the uh, their offense won't miss a beat. And they'll they'll be right back in contention for playoffs and so on. Yeah, I mean, stability is probably the word that you I would say you know was added for them with bringing a Matt Ryan over versus the volatility of the play of a Carson Wentz. Right. Even though, as you said, as you said, yeah, he had his mind fart times. But I thought that's why he went to this new, to the new team. They were going to help him beyond that. And statistically, they did. So to yeah. me, it would have made sense that he would have been back for the next year at the very least. Yeah. That, he, they kind of cut the cord on that thing kind of quick, I thought. It was real quick. He, he must have pissed somebody off. That's all I can think of. Because you're right. They brought him back to be with his old coaches, the guys that he loved and they loved him and they believed in him when they were all on the Eagles together. And they're like, we're going to rescue you from the Eagles and bring you over here and we're going to soothe you and make you feel comfortable and get the best out of you. And statistically, they did until it became crunch time. So you would think they would give him at least one more shot of them hanging together and trying to put this thing together. But something he pissed somebody off or something he did piss somebody off because they cut ties with him quick, fast, and in a hurry. <laughs> I, I don't want to put this out as a negative necessarily, but I did hear a comment or I read a comment that said that now there's an adult in the room. I don't know if Carson... <laughs> Wentz was really the leader for for that team the way he needed to be, and that might heard that in Philly. We heard that in Philly. We heard those same rumblings in Philly that he didn't really get along with a lot of guys. That he was kind of aloof, you know. Didn't ever want to take blame for anything. You're the quarterback. You can't be like that, man. That's not going to fly. It's really not going to fly. So. Some of his old habits must have followed him. He couldn't break them, and that was his undoing. So now I guess he's with a team that he figures, you know, this is it. Like, they really, really need me. <laughs> he's got to play the Eagles twice now. <laughs> when he comes to Philadelphia, it's going to be this Ben Simmons thing all over again, bro. They're going to boot the crap out of him. The correlation was already in my mind to Ben Simmons. So, bro, <laughs> and guess what? Uh, uh, 60,000 people boo a lot louder than 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> you going to catch it. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Well, let's see. We have coming up next, let's talk about the Steelers. All right, so <laughs> so the Commanders 
pick up Carson Wentz, who I've labeled a guy who has too many mind farts. And the fresh prince of mind farts is Mitch Trubisky, in my mind. Came over from the Bills. He's Did now you call my- him the fresh yeah. prince of mind farts? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Oh, my God. The fresh, yo. Uh, well, you know, I mean, he's a backup. He was a backup this past year, so you can't say he's the king yet. And you know who I think the king is. We'll talk about him. Uh, Mitch Trubisky going to the Steelers. Steelers have a surprising potential starting quarterback here. Uh, James Daniels, offensive guard from the Bears. Mason Cole from the Vikings. I thought this was interesting. Miles Jack from the Jaguars. Miles Jack mm. has quietly been a good linebacker for a number of years now. Yeah. Well, not a great team, but uh, you have cornerback Levi Wallace also from the Bills. So they got a couple Bills connections going on there. They re-signed Okorafor. I'm not even going to get to the first name right now. And Akil Willis with, with Witherspoon, which I should be able to say because he came from the Niners. Wow. I like the way they say he's a fine – Trubisky is a fine, low-risk option at quarterback. Um, but they'll be looking for another one soon. <laughs> well, again, I want to give Mitchell Trubisky uh, a little benefit of the doubt here. He was highly touted coming out of college, very highly touted. Some would say vastly overvalued. Um he was selected by a team that really needed him to start right away. Uh, they gave him the reins. There was a lot of pressure on him to do well. And the team wasn't that good, you know? And, and it was like, no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't get it done. Uh, I'm not going to say it's their fault that he played poorly. He made his mistakes. Good Lord, he made his mistakes to the, to the point where we call – mistakes that are akin to mistakes that he made, uh, Trubisky in it up. So, you know, it's, it's not like he was without fault, but uh, I think now that he's kind of been with a different team, uh, had his taste of a different style of offense, been around different coaches, you know what I mean? I think he, and he's still a young guy. I think now he's better than he was then, even though he hasn't had another opportunity to start yet. So now here comes his opportunity. Uh, I find this interesting. So the Steelers re-signed Dwayne Haskins, and it says here, what I have in front of me says, signed original round restricted free agent tender. Not 100% on what that is, but it sounds close to like, a veteran's minimum sort of kind of thing. It's only for $2.54 million for one year. That's interesting. Even though they're not spending a lot of money on him, I think they want to keep him around, which means to me that they may have seen some progress in him and they want to hold on to him and see if they can make something of him. That would be a good thing. I think Dwayne Haskins has potential. <clears throat> Other than that, again, their re-signings are probably the most notable thing. Miles Jack is big time. Um, 
Akella Witherspoon, cornerback from, where's he from? San Francisco. San Francisco. I knew, yeah. Mm. At one point. I don't know if he's been anywhere since then or if he went anywhere last I year. I don't know either. I think that's a, a decent move for them. So, but the Steelers weren't in bad shape. No, no, not on not they, at cornerback. Not at they, they let two receivers go. They they had a, a big, nice receiver room. They let two of them go, and they still got Deontay Johnson. They let three of them go, counting Juju, and they still got Deontay, and they still got Claypool. So they'll draft a young guy or something, and they'll still be good there. So, they, they're yeah, they're okay. All right. Next up, we have – the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what uh, Bill Cosby used to call it, Philadelphia. <laughs> Key additions, Zach Pascal from the Colts, Hassan Reddick from the Panthers, and they re-signed safety Anthony Harris. And uh, unusually quiet, as they said, you know, I kept getting a call from our buddy, Mark Russell. <laughs> Did the Eagles do anything? Nope, not much. Not much. <laughs> no, not much. Um, and, and he said to tell you uh, that he heard that uh, the Eagles had a big interest and wanted to put out a big contract for Ray Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Henry, late of the... West Oak Lane, 71 Jaguars. <laughs> PTTFL. One of the greatest receivers the PTTFL has ever seen. <laughs> Ray, he's, he's always on Ray Henry. I gotta, maybe we'll see Ray Henry, get him on the show one day. In his anyway. own words, in his own words, nobody can cover me. Nobody can cover me. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, let's talk about the Eagles. So, so Zach Paschal is a decent receiver. But I wouldn't say Zach Pascal is any better or worse than Greg Ward. So they re-signed Ward. They got Pascal from the Colts. Okay. Not a big deal to me. Uh, they re-signed Jason Kelsey, which is huge because he's still, if not the best center in the league, one of the best centers in the league. They re-signed Fletcher Cox, which a lot of people thought they would when they first released him because they had already tried to trade him and couldn't find anybody to trade him to. So they knew they'd be able to bring him back on a lower deal. So that worked out well for them. They got Hassan Reddick, who's from Philly. No, I'm sorry. I believe he's from Camden, but he went to Temple. Okay. So that's, that's a nice move. They re-signed Anthony Harris. Tell you the truth. I, I think Anthony Harris is shot, but you know, they need safeties. If they're able to get, a good safety later on in free agency, or if they're able to draft one, because they got three number ones. So if they're able to get a rookie to come in here that can start right away, then you won't be hearing Anthony Harris's name much longer. But uh, that's that's where I'm at with the Eagles. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff with the Eagles there. This is one of the teams that I think everybody who plays Madden is going to want to play with next year. Oh, yeah? The Miami Dolphins. Oh, oh, oh. So, wait, this came out yesterday, right? 
Yeah. Before they got um, Tyree. Yeah. <laughs> if he put another one out today, they'd be probably like moved from 13 to three. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Wow. Good point. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, who apparently is has no problem backing up Tua. Uh, Chase Edmond, Edmond, Edmonds from the Cardinals at running back. Raheem Mostert from my Niners <laughs> at running back. Cedric Wilson Jr. from the Cowboys. Guard Connor Williams from the Cowboys. And re-signed Mike Gusecki and Emmanuel Agba. So, Tua has an interesting and very fast team. So you said I like speed. You got speed. <laughs> you got nothing else. You got some speed on offense over there. I'm not sure how fast Cedric Wilson Jr. is, but uh, he probably well, fits he's fast. He's fast. He's fast too, eh? Yep. So they got speed, man. You know, it's going to be about uh, Tua getting that ball out early and letting them guys work. Wow. This is crazy. I, I tell you what. If they're 13, I know we're, we got 12 more teams to go. These guys, the Miami Dolphins, really did themselves a favor. These are some nice moves here. First of all, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. And I think they still have Miles Gaskin unless they released him or let him go somewhere else. I'm not sure. Um, but Edmonds and Mostert. That's 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 gonna be tough to stop. They're gonna be <laughs> tough to stop. First of all, they're both quick. Well, most is flat out fast. He's a slasher. Chase Edmonds can hit the hole, he can get outside, and he can catch the ball extremely well. So that's a nice running back tandem right there. Um, the receiver core, Sherfield, Preston Williams, Cedric Wilson, and Tyreek Hill. They got speed up and down. And let's not forget, they got Jalen Waddle, who's just going into his second year. And they got Devontae Parker. Holy crap. Yo. Okay. That wide receiver room is stacked with talent. Stacked. Tua can't mess. Even Tua can't mess this up. Gesicki, got to love Gesicki. Teron Armstead they got from the Saints. He's a left tackle that still has tread on the tires. He's going to help them a lot, especially with these two new running backs. Now they know they got to be able to get some road graders out there and get some blocking going so these guys can really run. Uh, nice. Dolphins did very nicely, very nicely. The condition here that, that to me, that really is going to bring all this together is new – Head coach Mike McDaniels, former offensive coordinator for the 49ers. Mm. So everybody was talking about how creative the Niners' offense was. Right. And now he's down there putting together that squad. Right. He got feeling a lot like of toys. He turned into a bit of a mad scientist down there. <laughs> he's going crazy. If, if he hasn't, he's going to. He got a lot of toys to play with. He kind of knows what he wants down there. Yeah. I, you know, and it's funny because I used to always say my team did not know what to do with speed. 
he might have he might have knew what to do with it. And Kyle Shannon was like, "No, we're gonna run this." You know? and might so not have let I've heard people say that the Niners on a throw down the field team. You know, they're they're a give it to the guy and let him run the team. So, you know, this is gonna be interesting uh, to see what Mister Mike uh, Mister uh, Mike McDaniel's does with that. Um, Dolphins squad. I, I am really, really interested to see what kind of offense he puts together down there. I'm thinking now. I'm trying to figure this out. <clears throat> Tyreek Hill is a starter. I think Cedric Wilson, some people might not agree with me. I think Ced Wilson is the starter. Waddle is not taking a back seat to anybody. Who's the odd man out? It's got to be Devontae. Sherfield and Williams might not see the field. <laughs> this is crazy. Out of three this wide receiver sets, eh? Three wide receiver set to me for the Dolphins now is Waddle, Hill, Sid Wilson. Possibly Devontae Parker. Possibly. Well, you can always go full wide outs. And they got a decent tight end, too. So you, you think know. he's nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, really looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, Benny, we're moving into it here. Top 12. Look who's 12. The Chiefs. And the City Chiefs. Okay, we got to take a look at these Chiefs. Juju Schuster, Smith-Schuster from the Steelers. Safety, Justin Reed from the Texans. They brought back Chad Henney at quarterback and Orlando Brown a tackle, which is good. Um, but they let Tyron Matthew go. Ah, mm. man. That's going to hurt in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he, he's a leader. He's a guy that brought that defense together on many occasions. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting scenario there. Um, but they were, what, 12? So apparently they – Thought they did pretty well. Well, uh, I mean, you need a backup quarterback. Chad Henney's been around. <clears throat> He's not terrible. He he can he can pull you out of a game or two if um, you know if Mahomes stubs his toe. Wide receiver Corey Coleman. They actually got came over from the Giants. Before he was with the Giants, he was with the Browns. Back when the Browns were on hard knocks. He was some of the subject matter, or the subject matter was about him. Um, and this is going back, what, three, maybe three years ago. Um, he had some issues. I don't think he's going to be that big of a deal for them. Schuster probably will be. I think they're going to, I think Juju's going to fit right in. Because somebody's got to fill the void for Tyreek Hill. And obviously, they're two completely different types of, of wide receivers. So you can't fill the void as a playmaker. But they need somebody to step up to be the number one receiver. I'm assuming that they think Juju can do that. I personally do not. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Juju fan. He's a he's a slot guy, possession receiver to me. That's it. So they're gonna have to do some other work. But let's remember, this is an Andy Reid team. Andy Reid has never truly valued wide receivers. He happened to get a great one, 
okay? But he has never valued wide receivers. Look at all the years he went with those guys he had in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. I don't even want to think about their names. He said they were luxury at one time. Yes, he actually made that statement. Yeah, yeah. He actually made that statement. I don't know if he learned anything from picking up T.O. and finding out that if you have a top-notch receiver, you could maybe get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he convinced himself that having a top-notch diva receiver isn't worth the, the, the trouble. Diva trouble. Because <laughs> he wasn't worried about letting him go. Yeah. And then he played how many more years? So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure the Chiefs warrant that high of a ranking, but yeah, okay. All right. Let's see who's up next here. Up next, we have number eleven. Eleven, eleven. The Raiders. Okay. Right. Same division. The now vaunted AFC West. All right, Brandon Bolden running back from the Pats. Mm -hmm. Jacob Johnson from the Pats. Nice backups. Devontae Adams from the Packers. Key, key. Chandler Jones from the Cardinals. Key. Anthony Everett. Everett from the Ravens. And Rock Gusset from the Colts. Nice player. Yeah, both of them. should probably be ranked higher in these rankings. Um, these are nice pickups. I also, oh yeah, DN Chandler Jones signed a deal. 52.5 million. He is very much valued there uh, for three years. Um, let me see. I had somebody else I was keeping my eye on. Rocky Asin is a nice player. Vernon Butler is a nice player. Chandler Jones. Max Crosby is a nice player. Good to re-sign in. Um, very major for their pass rush. Uh, Jacob Hollister, nice tight end. I believe he came from the Seahawks. Demarcus Robinson, one of the wide, another wide receiver that the Chiefs let get away. Not great, but serviceable. Nice body type, runs good routes. Uh, the crazy thing is, now that they have Devontae, Devontae has proven he can carry an offense darn near by himself if the quarterback can find him. So... Now that you match him up with um, – with, um, I was just calling him up. How about with Darren Renfro, Waller? Renfro, Renfro, Renfro and Waller. Waller. Okay. Yeah. Man, nice, nice receiving core. Nice receiving core. I don't even want to call Waller a tight end, man. He's like another receiver on the field. Okay. Josh Jacobs is still young, still got tires, uh, tread on his tires, and they grabbed Amir Abdullah to back him up and Brandon Bolden to back him up. So the Raiders did very well for themselves. Very, very well. All right. You like the Raiders? Now we're going to get into the top 10 here. So let's kick this thing into gear for the top 10. Number 10, the Baltimore Ravens bringing in offensive tackle Morgan Moses from the Jets. D tackle Michael Pierce from the Vikings. Safety Marcus Williams from the Saints. And they re-sign fullback. Patrick Ricard. Uh, ooh, Pierce, Marcus, Marcus Williams is a big. Marcus Williams at safety is a big signing. He's still a star player that can still go. Uh, Patrick Ricard's a fullback. He's been there for a while, and uh, he knows the offense. And you know he's he's a good locker room guy. 
that's been around. Um, and and the Ravens still use a fullback. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, good, good to have him. Um, wow. I, I don't know why they're ranked this high, but I know Marcus Williams was a big get for them. Huge, huge. He, he helps their defense tremendously. Okay. He's a star safety. He'll do very well. They signed him five years, 70 million, 37 of his guaranteed. So, yeah. Nice contract. All right. Up next, we have the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Robert Woods from the Rams, wide receiver. Austin Hooper from the Browns, tight end. Jamarco Jones, offensive tackle from the Seahawks. Resign Dontrell Hilliard at running back. Ben Jones at cornerback. Outside linebacker Harold Landry. So there you go. Um, I think they they uh, replaced Julio with Woods. Yeah, I've always liked Robert Woods. The only problem with Woods is we don't know how he's going to do coming off of that major knee injury. You know, uh, if he can bounce right back, uh, that'll be a good thing. Um, if it takes him a little while to get acclimated, you know, we'll have to see. Um, Austin Hooper is a decent tight end. He's been around. He's been in a couple different offenses. So he knows his way around as far as uh, blocking them for the run and running routes and catching the ball. Um, Dontrell Hilliard actually came through. Um, last year when Derrick Henry went down. So it's good to re-sign him. Um, they did pretty well, I would say. Ben Jones, Jamarco Jones, Buster, Buster Screen. <laughs> he's a corner, and he's been around for a little while. I'm not exactly sure how old he is, right? but he's been around for a while. But um, he can still play. That That's a good re-signing. And they re-signed their kicker, Randy Bullock. So... Not bad. Not bad, Titans. Not bad at all. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all, man. I mean, all right. As we said, the the top teams will probably be – well, I was a little surprised. I I thought it was going to be the bottom teams that we'd see in the top ten, but we're seeing top – well, wait a minute. Well, there's some teams that were in the bottom that might not be anymore. As soon as I say that, uh, I, as I see, as I preview what's coming up, I said, let me shut my mouth. <laughs> the Bengals are eight. Ah. And Hayden Hurst from the Falcons, Lyle Collins from the Cowboys. Getting that long line together. Alex mm-hmm. Kappa from the Bucks at offensive guard. So that's a tackle, a guard, and center Ted Karras from the Patriots. They brought back. D-tackle, B.J. Hill, cornerback Eli Apple, and safety Jesse Bates the third, which I think is big for them. Um, hey, if you can shore up that offensive line, you could be right back in the hunt next year. Uh, I, would, I would venture to guess that they have fixed their offensive line in one offseason. If all these guys stay healthy, if Collins – and Kappa and Karras all come in healthy and are able to stay healthy, they're going to be right back in the mix 
They're going to be right back in the AFC Championship again. I, I don't see why not. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You know, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is coming into his prime. Played great last season. I mean, after you get finished talking about Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, then you see Joe Mixon. He's right there. You know, so he's out of his rookie contract, right? So he should be out of his rookie contract. I believe he's going into his. I'm guessing because I'm not good with it with time like that, but I'm guessing he's going into like his fifth or sixth year. So, yeah. And and he's only had one, quote unquote, major injury that I can remember, you know. He's been dinged up a little bit from time to time, but he stayed relatively healthy last season and it paid off for him yardage wise and receiving wise. Mixon, Mixon's coming to, into his own. And, you know, after Joe Burrow has proven himself to be a quality NFL quarterback, now that they're able to protect him, his receiving core is still nice. Oh boy. Ooh. Bet you AJ Green wishes he was still there. <laughs> well, Joe Mixon is in is under contract through 2024, so okay. he got a nice deal. Uh, he came out in the 2017 draft, number 48 overall to the bank. Okay, so when you that that's so he's working off of a deal that he probably signed in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and the money went up. He came, you know, base salary relative uh, went up from. 1 million base salary in 2020 to 9.6 in 2024. Okay. 9.4 in 20. So he's got some, they pretty much uh, uh, are tied into him. Yeah, they're taking care of him. That's good. And I think he's young enough that he might be able to get one more good contract if he, if he can stay healthy. The old, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, because that's what you want to get. <laughs> You want to get through your rookie contract and play well enough to get a nice, healthy, multi-year contract and then hang around long enough to get that one more, be it one year, two year, three year, to cap your career. And then you're set, your family's set, your kids' family is set, mm-hmm. your kids' 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 is, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the goal. So He was uh, not uh, picked in the first round. So there's no fifth-year option for the team to take on. Okay. They're going to have to pay him. You remember why he wasn't picked in the first round? No, why? He had that incident in college where he punched the chick. Oh. Girl said, girl called him uh, N-word or something or did something stupid, and he punched her in the face. Mm, Yeah, he got dragged for that. He got dragged for that, too, man. You got dragged for that. I, I heard people on talk radio here in Philly saying the Eagles better not take him. And I'm thinking, Are you stupid. <laughs> I, I'll be quiet. I'm going to stop. Y'all people goofy. <laughs> but anyway, I think the Cincinnati Bengals did very well for themselves. If nothing. Oh, why they resign Eli Apple? I do not know. You've never been a big Eli Apple fan. Never. So. Never. I think he made a few good plays. He made, he some, made some plays in the Super Bowl, but he got burnt for a really bad one. The one he got beat on was really bad. And and I, you know what? I should give him a, a little bit of slack. 
because that that place never should have come about because they let them play the entire game and then all of a sudden they start calling these ticky-tack penalties so they got extra downs in the red zone before that play actually happened are you talking are you talking about the rams game yes yes talking about okay that touchdown yes yeah yeah a lot of ticky-tack fouls in that i wasn't real happy with that all right who's up next J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 number seven, key additions, tight end, C.J. Uzama from the Bengals. We just just talking Bengals. We didn't mention that as a loss, but that would be a loss as far as I'm concerned. Lakin Tomlinson from my Niners at guard. D.J. Reed from the Seahawks. Not bad. Cornerback, safety, Jordan Whitehead from the Bucks. Not bad at all. Resign Flacco, backup quarterback, greatest job in the NFL. Wide receiver Braxton Berrios and safety Lamarcus Joyner. I like Lamarcus Joyner. I like Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios is not the most productive wide receiver out there, but he's fast and he can catch. So you know, gotta have what, Benny? You said he's fast. He's fast. (laughs) If nothing else, he's fast. Uh, wow. Uh, New York Jets. Gee whiz. It's hard to say anything good about the Jets. I, I don't, I mean, re-signing Flacco, you gotta, you probably couldn't have a much better backup than Joe Flacco. Guys won a Super Bowl. What are you going to do? You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like having, uh, what's his name as your backup? Uh, the guy that quarterbacked the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of Nick Foles. Except, except, except for besides that Super Bowl run and winning that Super Bowl, the rest of Foles' career is a total disaster. Where <laughs> Flacco av- actually put together some really good seasons for the Baltimore Ravens. So sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to defame your name by connecting you to uh Foles. That's my fault. <laughs> uh Tevin Coleman. Another X 49er that's bounced around a little bit. Yeah. Injuries have kept him down, but evidently the Jets have seen enough to keep him around. He did get some run last year. Uh, so I think they feel like uh, he's a veteran that's not making a lot of money. So they're going to hang on to him. CJ Uzama is a very, very good tight end. But Tyler Conklin's pretty good too. So getting both of those guys is good for the Jets. I can see why the Jets are ranked kind of high. These are some nice moves here. Jordan Whitehead, the safety, and LaMarcus Joyner, the corner. These are nice moves. The Jets should be improved. The I Jets like it. should be improved. I like it. Famous last words. <laughs> I said should. I didn't say will. <laughs> Okay. How about the Bills at number six? Oh, now you're talking. Case Keenum. Case Keenum got out of Cleveland. (laughs) OJ Howard from the Bucks, tight end. Guard Roger Saffle from the Titans. Shaq Lawson from the Jets. Nice, nice. Tim Settles from the Commanders. I'll take that. 
And Daquan Jones, D tackle from the Panthers. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, Von Miller from the. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, some people. Well, yeah, okay. And then we resigned, they resigned Isaiah McKenzie and uh, Saran Neal. So some people are kind of down on the Von Miller trade. They think that the Bills gave him too many years and too much money. That may be. But I believe that they see their Super Bowl window. It was wide open last year. It's closed a little bit. So they want to make their moves now, try to get themselves in there right away. They saw the Rams grab Von Miller, and he helped them significantly down the stretch and through the Super Bowl. So they feel like a player like that can probably do the same thing for them. So I commend them for doing that. Case Keenum and Matt Barkley will now be backing up um, Josh Allen because they let Mr. Trubisky go. Um, Jamison Crowder, nice receiver. So this is what you got here now. Um, they let Cole Beasley go, and I like Cole Beasley, even though he refused to get vaccinated, which I thought was a little weird at first. But I tried to put that out of my mind and remember that Cole Beasley has been stacking up really good numbers for a little white guy playing the slot for years. So I have to give him his respect. But they decided to let Cole Beasley go. So Jamison Crowder will now step into that spot. And Emmanuel Sanders will soon be gone if he's not gone already, meaning the wide receiver core in Buffalo now looks like Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, who shined in the playoffs last year, and Jamison Crowder. Not a bad group. Nice group. Josh Allen's going to have fun with these guys. Duke Johnson's a backup running back. They already have Knox. They already have Singletary. I wish they were able to get McKissick, but they weren't. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is a re-sign, but he's a good player. He's been in their offense for a couple of years, and he's fast. <laughs> Tight end, O.J. Howard has not shown his potential. I kind of look at him like I look at Evan Ingram. Like every year they're like, okay, this is the year. This is the year he's going to have a great season. And then he twists his ankle or he gets something on his shoulder. Or you, you know what I mean? It's something he misses three games and he comes back and da da da. So OJ Howard may shine here. But Gronk was really OJ Howard's demise. Once I Gronk, I'm yeah, grateful you to know, mention Gronk there. It's a little hard. Yeah, for what are you gonna do? Like, you like know. we got Tom Brady and then Tom Brady recruits Gronk. What do you? What are we gonna do? Not play him? So OJ Howard suffered there. So maybe now he can get off. And Mitch Morse is a good center, and Roger Saffold got from the Titans, I believe. He can still play. Shaq Lawson looks great. Uh, Tim Settle can still play. Uh, Jordan Phillips is going to be a good D-lineman. You look at Von Miller, that's a nice haul. That's a nice haul. Buffalo Dill Bills did very well. Very, very well. All right. You like They it, belong though. in that. What are they, number six? I do believe. Yeah, they, they belong up there. Well, let's talk about number five. Oh, boy. They win the Super Bowl, and then they get a great free agent. Let's see what they got here. Let's see. Allen Robinson from the Bears. Very nice. Resign Joe Noteboom, offensive tackle, and Brian Allen, center. But they okay. let Robert Woods go. Uh, we don't know about OBJ at this point. 
even though I've they I've read that he's interested in going back to Cleveland now <laughs> with Deshaun. Uh, you know what? He should be just be quiet. He really should be quiet. You you don't have to put everything on Twitter, bro. I if you want to go back because of Deshaun, I can't fault you for that. But tone it down a little bit. Because last I heard, the Rams are trying their darndest to figure out a way to maneuver some money around so that they can bring him back. Right. They appreciated him. So now you found a team that you actually fit with that appreciated you helping them get to the Super Bowl, and you want to go to the Browns. Come on, man. I thought that L.A. was like home for him. I thought he was like Oh, did I? It was the perfect fit. I felt sorry for him because I'm thinking – they're not going to be able to bring him back. And that's a shame because he was finally someplace where he fit and he helped and everybody loves him now and nobody's making fun of him anymore. And then he gets hurt. And I'm like, now if they can't keep him, he's got to go back out there and find another job. And then it's full talking about, I want to go back to Cleveland. I heard a guy on the radio say today, I don't care if they got Deshaun Watson. I don't care who they got. Cleveland is where players go to die. Well, if you think about uh, their quarterback or the quarterback before Deshaun, he's probably thinking that his darn self, you know? Baker? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yes. yes. Somebody said if he had all state insurance instead of progressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're talking about, you know, he might have to settle for a backup. You know, he wants to get a contract now. If he goes to the right team, he may be able to position himself to actually compete for a job and not have to settle. You know what I mean? If you're able to compete for the job and the guy beats you out, okay, fine. Because you're you just, you just waiting for him to stub his toe. You know? But, but, Settling for backup basically means we're going to pay you, excuse me, to be a backup. We're bringing you here and paying you to be a backup. That's what people are telling Cam Newton now. And Cam is like, nah, I can't. I can't do it. So well, Baker Mayfield. It depends. It depends. A lot more years than, uh, than, than Baker has. And, I, and I'll be quite honest with you. I'm not a big Baker fan. You know, I see Baker as one some barely better than a backup. Um, so, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not a big Baker fan. What can I tell you? And like I said, when, when the people in the division looked around at the quarterbacks and they're like, he's got that guy and that guy and that guy. And they looked at what we got and they're like, uh, <laughs> 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 I, I almost want to cut Baker the same kind of slack. I want to cut, uh, cut Trubisky. You know what I mean? He was, he was very overvalued coming out of college, got on a team where he had to take over right away, had a whole lot expected of him, and the team wasn't very good. In fact, their team was horrible. The coaching was horrible. The players were horrible. Everything was bad. He had three different offensive coordinators the first three years. Baker hasn't had it easy. While he doesn't get credit, or, or get the benefit of the doubt is he got a big mouth. 
so he doesn't endear himself to people. You know what I'm saying? But what are you going to do? Hopefully he'll get some He's, not, he's not the most athletic guy either. I mean, he's a, he's a decent quarterback within his athletic capabilities. Yeah. But that's, that's I mean, part he, of his limitation. He plays rough and tumble, but he really don't have – he needs some rocks in his pocket. You know what I mean? He 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 got the eye black and the whole mean look and everything and and he'll and he'll try to run and all but then when he gets popped he goes flying like come well, on because now. he's not really outrunning anybody <laughs> he's not going to outrun anybody so he's going to get yeah, popped once, once you decide you're going to pull it down and you're going to run past the line of scrimmage start looking for the sideline bro or get down as, or get yeah, down it's cool and the game used to say. Get down, get down, get down. Get down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. All right, all right. All right, okay. let's move on. We're about, we're about finishing up here, Benny. We're moving into number four. And look who it is. And look who it is. Bringing in quarterback Deshaun Watson, who we're going to talk a little bit about, and Jacoby Brissett. So they brought in two athletic quarterbacks. Hmm. hmm. It could be thinking. We just finished talking about the lack of athleticism of one Baker Mayfield. <laughs> right. But we also always talk about trying to get a backup who has the basic same skill set as your starter. As your starter. So it makes sense. It makes sense. We're going to go with Deshaun. We're going to bring in Jacoby. Now, as it stands right now, with Baker out of there, that makes Jacoby Brissett the de facto starter because we really don't have any idea when Deshaun Watson is going to be able to play. Truly. Okay. So that's not a terrible thing. Jacoby Brissett's been a starter before. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, I mean, he's taking over for Baker Mayfield. So who's going to get excited? People are just going to have to sit back and wait for Deshaun to get free. That's all. That's the price you pay for getting a guy that people would cut off their left arm for. You know what I mean? You got him. Now you got to wait. Now, but you got him. You just got to wait just a little bit. But um, I think Brissett. Is a, is a good quality uh, veteran guy. Um, they could have done worse than that. Um, now, ben, let, let me let me mention. I don't know Jakeem Grant that well as a wide receiver for the Bears. Yeah. But wide receiver Amari Cooper from the Cowboys, and I'm thinking hmm, it would be interesting to have. Amari Cooper on one side, yeah. OBJ on the other. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes you got to chill, man. Because if it comes down to, yeah, the Browns want you. like the NFL show. What's the show with the guys that, chill, you got to chill, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got to chill, bro. Like, suppose, suppose the Rams are, like, in the works of working something out so they can bring him back. Are you not going to go back to the Rams? 
I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you got to be quiet because now they might go, oh, you want to go back? Oh, oh, you want to play with the star? Oh, okay. All right. Allen Robinson, here's some more money. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are, you ready for the top three? We're ready. I'm ready. Ready for the top three. Again, this is Ben and Barry on football. You can find us at www.benandbarryonfootball.com as well as all major social media. And I forgot to mention podcasts. That would be Anchor Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. So you can find us, Spotify, all of those good places. Let's get ready to look at number three. And the rankings, that would be your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Who brought in Russell Gage at wide receiver from the Falcons, Shaq Mason, old offensive guard from the Pats, Logan Ryan, safety from the Giants. Uh, wide receiver, they re-signed Chris Godwin, Ryan Jenkins, and Carlton Davis. And let's not forget to mention the return of one. Tom Brady. So Tom Brady's back. Playoff <laughs> Lenny. Probably put him at number three right there. Yeah, really. Because they, they went from, I think you posted how their uh, Super Bowl odds changed. Oh, didn't it? <laughs> they went from like 50 to one to like three to one <laughs> overnight. Overnight. But yeah, Tom Brady's back. Playoff Lenny is back. Shaq Mason was a big uh, takeaway from the Patriots. Russell Gage will fit in very nicely in AB's spot in that receiver core. Okay. Now that they got Godwin back healthy and they still have Evans, Russell Gage is going to fit in there very nicely. Obviously, keeping Chris Godwin, I thought they were going to have to put the tag on him, um, but they were able to actually sign him to a three-year deal. So I know he's happy about that right. uh, because, you know, the three-year deal, although the tag – would have been pretty nice pay considering how the wide receiver uh, salaries are going up. The, the security of the three-year deal is very important to these guys. They don't like to do the one-year deal, especially when they're younger. Uh, Brashad Perryman, nice backup receiver. So they got a lot of depth at receiver now. And uh, Ryan Jensen's a really nice center that I know Brady wanted to keep. Carlton Davis is a good corner. And Logan Ryan's a good a good safety corner, too. So I hated to see the, the Giants lose Logan Ryan. But what are you going to do, man? It's the Buccaneers. These guys, after they've been in, put a couple of years in and made some money, they're ready to try to get a ring. So, you know, once they become free agents, if teams want them, unless you really want to franchise tag them or try to match the offer that they're getting out there, you kind of got to let them go. Well, you know, what's uh, Tom Brady's favorite ring? The next one. <laughs> that's his favorite, so. Yep. All right, so that's number three. Number two. Drum roll, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. The Denver Broncos. All big right. Time. They brought in Danger Russ, Russell Wilson. DJ Jones from my Niners. Oh man, my inside tackle. I miss I miss him already. And Randy Gregory from the Cowboys, we talked a little bit about. 
It said when you add a top 10 franchise quarterback, you get a passing grade. No price is too steep if your roster is ready to compete. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. So you got Jones and you got Gregory hounding you on the line. You got Rush running around now. Hopefully he ain't burping the baby back there and he's going to play and get that ball out of his hands. But that makes that division, again, a very difficult division to come out of next year. Yeah, they besides um, Gregory, they uh, signed up three more linebackers, not huge name guys, but guys that have got a little, uh, little work in, Josie Jewell, Malik Reed, and Alex Singleton. And I'm not sure if that Alex Singleton is the same Singleton that was on the Eagles. I'm not sure. I hope it wasn't. That's a different guy. That's a different guy. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks like Denver's going for it, man. I th and I've, I believe that they believe that the lack of a quality quarterback is the only thing that's holding this team back. Now, they did have some injuries at wide receiver, but when you look at their wide receiver core, they got a nice young wide receiver core. Um, they may even grab another rookie coming out of this draft just to kind of stash away or give them an opportunity to beat somebody out or be there in case somebody gets hurt. Um, Josh Johnson is a very interesting signing. He will be uh, Russell Williams' backup, Russell Wilson's backup. Uh, Josh Johnson's been around for a long time, long time. He, he's had a great career as a backup quarterback. He has, he's had a stunning stellar backup quarterback career and has had a chance to get some starts under his belt. So in fact, he started a couple games last year and played very well for somebody who the heck on it. Josh I, Johnson, eh? I, I can't remember. Yeah, Josh Johnson played, he started at least two games last season for I know you're going to come up with it before I see it. <laughs> well, let's see now. Well, anyway, oh, you find it? Ravens. For the Ravens. There you go. No, the Ravens? 2021 and the Jets. They have 2021 for both of them. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. That's who he, he played for the Jets. Because remember, Huntley, Huntley played for the for the Ravens, backed up Lamar. He may have started the season on the Ravens, but I think he ended up on the Jets. And he started two games for the Jets when Zach Wilson went down. And he played three extremely games. well. Well, three no, he games. had three touchdowns. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he had like a he had at least one 300 plus yard game. Did he really? Yes, where he played really well. And this dude has been around, bro. He done played semi-pro, Canada. Europe, he's been all over the darn place. So, <laughs> yeah, Josh Johnson's been around. So that's a nice backup for Russell. Um, yeah, Denver is going to take a shot, and they have understood that the AFC West is an extremely tough division, so they took care of first things first, got themselves a quality quarterback, and now they're going to put everything they can into that squad because competing in the AFC West is going to be tremendously difficult. 
tremendously difficult. In fact, I'm thinking there's a team that you haven't mentioned yet that must be number one. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't mentioned them yet, which means they're number one and they're also in the AFC West. Yeah, baby. Am I correct? Let's go ahead and bring on the number one squad according to this particular ranking arrangement. Okay, I got to find it and get it right here. Man, getting all excited. Number one ranked. Bumblefinger. Free agent. The Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. I was thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, AFC West is tough, man, because they got that. I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't said Justin Herbert's thing all night. The Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. First off, tight end Gerald Everett. I like Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett's a nice tight end. I think he's going to fit in better with the Chargers than he did with the Seahawks. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, nice player. Khalil Mack, probably a Hall of Famer, still has tread on the tires, can still make plays. J.C. Jackson, a great DB, going to help that defense a lot, and they did need some help. But they needed help mostly in their pass rush, if you ask me. So Khalil Mack coming on is going to be a big deal for them. Um, they re-signed Mike Williams, who was in his contract year last year and played extremely well. Hopefully he'll play just as well now that he got his money. There's your boy Chase Daniel, backup quarterback. They could have done worse. Chase Daniel has been around. Chase Daniel's made himself a nice career as a backup quarterback, and he kind of fits the bill of well not exactly because not a lot of people have the same size and arm strength and and mobility as justin herbert but you know chase daniel will do um i talked about everett um talked about mac talked about jackson josh harris where did he come from oh what am i saying they signed a long snapper Talk about filling all your holes. <laughs> they signed a long snapper to a four-year, $5.6 million deal. <laughs> a long snapper. Are you kidding me? And they resigned their kicker, Dustin Hopkins. Okay. The fact that they got Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson basically puts them there on a team that they already have. And these other guys are all depth, you know, fit this guy in here, fit this guy in there. Nice haul. They will be much improved just by these few guys. So, so they got quality. They didn't get a lot of quantity. Some teams got a lot of quantity. They got quality. Um, you could arguably say that Denver should have been number one in these rankings, but I'm not mad at them. So what what, what do we see? Uh, three AFC West in the top ten? I believe, yeah. I think so. I tell you, man, they're, they're taking over as the big-time division. AFC, NFC West is not a slouch, but Seattle done fell off a little bit. 
So I can't, you know what I mean? And and I'm not sure what the Cardinals are going to give me. Yeah, that's a, that's a question. You know, that's but the Rams and the Niners, y'all still right there. They still right there. Ah yes, ah yes. All right. Well, that wraps up the rankings of all 32 teams. Benny, we actually did it. We actually did it. I'm gonna. Um, we're gonna close out with a couple of little uh, special things that uh, <laughs> that uh, I think are very interesting. So okay. what I want to do first. There's been a lot of talk about Deshaun. Right. So I went back to look at Deshaun's situation mm-hmm. and make sure that I at least had an understanding of what happened with Deshaun. So this is a timeline of his legal scenario. And we're going back to March 16, 2021. Busby is the attorney for the complainants. And he announces in March of 2021 that he's going to file suit against Watson. Uh, He says in an Instagram post, he's filing suit against Watson for alleged misconduct against women, but offered minimal details at the time. The next day, they filed two cases, okay, Uh, in Harris County District Court. At that point, the NFL begins to open an investigation into Watson. Uh, Busby at that point has filed seven civil lawsuits against Watson and Lisa Friel, the NFL special counsel, sent a letter to Busby asking for his client's cooperation in a league investigation. And as they said, unlike law enforcement, NFL cannot, does not have subpoena power. So they're trying to get information from the attorney. Now, this attorney was not providing a lot of information. Uh, one of the things is that they were filing this and they weren't really naming any names. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Watts's lawyer accuses the women of attempting to blackmail him in March. And then the suit alleges Watson was deleting Instagram messages, but they said uh, they didn't see that. Well, we'll talk a little bit about more about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. By the 31st, 18 massage therapists stepped defend up to defend Watson. Watson. Not something that you hear a lot about in the conversations. Right. Um... They said that the office released statements from 18 massage therapists who say the accusations are inconsistent with their experiences. He said his office received uh, dozens of unsolicited, unsolicited phone calls, letters, emails, and texts from professional massage therapists who work with Watson saying they never felt uncomfortable. So these were voluntary statements that were put out in support of Wash of uh, Deshaun. And Harden released in the news release adding that the women have collectively worked with Deshaun more than 130 times over the past five years. Okay. So he's getting a lot of massages. 
No doubt about it. He's getting a lot of massages from a lot of different massage therapists, which doesn't help. You, you know what I mean? Like, right, that's well, let's keep going. Weird, let's keep going. Man. So he went under police investigation in April, right? Uh, by April 5th, they had filed their 22nd case against him. Two women went public. Again, they were having a problem with people saying who they were. They didn't want to name, name themselves in their complaints. But uh, two women did decide to do that. Ashley Salas read a prepared statement, and Laura Baxley wrote a letter. So that was read by the attorney, Cornelia Branfield. So that's April. April 7th, Watson loses multiple endorsement deals. So he began to lose some money there. I won't go too deep into that. Uh, I want to kind of get a timeline as to what he was doing. Uh, as you can see, um, his, his lawyer began to file motions requesting that the plaintiffs identify themselves. So that was the thing that they were saying. Um, because plaintiff counsel filed the actions anonymously, Mr. Watson's counsel can only speculate upon the, about the plaintiff's identity. So he doesn't even know who is complaining about him at mm -hmm. this particular point. Um, <clears throat> they had a ruling that third. Uh, that the plaintiffs had to identify themselves and refile the cases. 20 women did that. Uh, plaintiff identifies herself, bringing the total to 22 in April. Things are moving fast. That was just March and April, okay? So we're going through April. Roger Goodell finally spoke out. Uh, we take this very seriously. He said those who are um, they are concerning, is what he basically said. So he didn't say a whole bunch, but he did make a, a statement. Um, there are important steps that will be taken, that we'll be taking as part of our personal conduct policy. Uh, let's see. So the attorney for Texas owner, Cal McNair, tried to mediate this thing. Uh, that didn't work. Sports Illustrated reported on it with the Texans confirming it. Um, so that didn't work, bottom line. Number of women to file police complaints against Watson was 10. So 10 women filed complete police complaints. This is in July. Of 2021. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so the NFL said no restrictions. They interviewed the 10 plaintiffs who are accusing Watson. Let's see what happened. Watson has met with the FBI, but not the NFL in August of 2021. Uh, trade discussions were serious, but the deal was not imminent as of October. Uh, the Panthers, as of October, entered the trade talks. So trade talks started to go on even at that particular point for the Panthers. The, the Roger Goodell said the league was still determining if he should go on the exempt list. Uh, 
Then they had the decision that the, in March of 2022 that the grand jury, March 8th, would meet on March 11th. And they decided that he would not face criminal charges on those allegations. So you had women who, who made criminal charges and they were all thrown out. It said the active civil suits alleged that he forced two women to perform oral sex, ejaculated on three women and in front of three others, groped four women and kissed another woman unprompted upon arrival for a massage appointment. 18 of the women's suits accused him of inappropriately touching women with his penis during massage therapy sessions. At that point, the uh, Texans trade Watson to the Browns. It's been said that the Browns never talked to any of the ladies' attorneys or to the ladies themselves. The Browns did put out a statement on Twitter. I'm bringing up the statement. They're saying they spent a tremendous amount of time exploring and investigating the opportunity to trade for Deshaun Watson. They're aware and empathetic to the highly personal sentiments expressed about this decision. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can go to Ben and Barry on football. I wanted to go over this, Ben, because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm Deshaun Watson. Young, good-looking, multimillionaire, football star, and I want to meet women. And all of a sudden, I find out that I can get massages. And sounds like a good way to meet women. You realize he's been doing this probably since he was way in college. Maybe so. But now you're a professional, and it's really apparently working for you to some degree. And I don't want to minimize what he did, but I'm just wondering, is this just a young boy who found a way to meet girls and got a little carried away with it? Found a way to meet? All he has to do is go outside of his house and can meet girls. Well, but you, you know, it's one thing to meet a girl outside your house. It's another thing to connect with somebody on Facebook who's a professional. You know what they look like. You got a little bit of- not trying to meet girls, man. He's trying to just get cheap thrills. This this goes under this heading of cheap thrills. Cheap thrills? The dude has a hundred different massage therapists. You mean he couldn't find two that were willing to do what he wanted and just kept them? (laughs) Yeah, he likes the thrill of talking them into or coercing them into doing things to him that he likes. I don't think, to me, that's not a crime because you can ask, but they can say no. The ones that say that he forced them to do stuff, that's different. You know? That's that. But apparently, apparently on a criminal basis, they said that they, they didn't find that. Right, he didn't commit a crime. Yeah, they didn't say. And, and when I say meet women, you're saying cheap thrills. I yeah, my thing is that's why you're meeting women. You want the cheap thrills. To get the I cheap was just thrills. saying meeting women. But the bottom line is 
you know, it, it, it's a it's a play. It's 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 like that. Yeah, he, he kind of. But the the, the 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 term meet women to me means to me, I really want to meet you and maybe get to know you and see if you fit in to my life some kind of way. Yes, no, maybe it's like a dating site. But instead of using the dating site, he called professional masseuses, if that's the proper plural. <laughs> you know what I mean? For masseuse and had them come over. And he got the the very nice feel. I've had great massages. It makes you feel really good. And then he's attempted to get some of them to do a little extra. Some of them probably said no and left. Some of them said, okay, and did what he wanted. Some of them were like, I don't know. And he's like, how about this? And they're like, ah, I don't know. You know, he's probably gotten a, a thousand different reactions. But that's some something he likes. And as we said, he could have got those massages right back there at Texas Stadium at the training center. Right. You know, if you right. needed therapeutics, you know, right, right there. That's not, that wasn't, that wasn't what he wanted. But again, he likes, I, I, he likes I, to try to get the extra. It's, it's like, it's almost like a fetish. But we know, look, look what happened with the Patriots owner got caught up down at, in a, in a massage. Sure. sure. So we kind of know what happened. Right. And you say, this guy's got all this money. Why is he at this massage parlor in this dingy strip mall? <laughs> who knows, who knows what makes people do the things they do? So, you know, but again, if he didn't commit a crime, he's gotten past that. So he hasn't committed a crime. However, if he somewhat abused, embarrassed, or shamed these girls or these women and made them feel some kind of way where they feel like they're justified in asking for something in return for what he put them through, then he's going to have to pay. And how the NFL looks at it, Let's remember, when you were doing the timeline, the NFL started their, their investigation way back in what, March of 2021? So they got a lot of information. So they're just sitting back waiting until the criminal justice system gets finished with him, and then they're going to decide what they're going to do. Well, the civil just, until the civil justice system. Gets civil finished. justice system, I'm sorry. And right. I always remind people, for criminal, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. For civil is the preponderance of evidence. Right. So this is going to be very interesting. But again, I don't think he's really a dangerous character. No. I think he got a bit carried away with uh, what he was trying to, what he was, yeah. what he was doing there. And, uh, yeah. you know. And it only takes like one or two to say something. And then you're going to have some that felt some kind of way, but we're going to keep quiet. But now they feel emboldened. And you're going to have some they weren't planning on ever saying anything, but they just want to jump on a bandwagon. You know, it's, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. He needed some uh, mentorship on, on this. He, did, he needed an OG yeah. who would teach him some game. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Really? He's got all his money to have no game. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Come on, bro. Uh, all right.
that's enough for Deshaun Watson. I'm going to finish up with this new feature that I was talking about. The best job in the NFL. So, Benny, do you recognize this guy here? Uh, uh, Sean Mannion? Sean Mannion. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I'm a bad boy, ain't I? Yeah. Sean Sean Mannion just got signed, uh, re-signed to back up one Kirk Cousins. Oh, good Lord. How long has he been on the Vikings? A few years. Sean Mannion has an awesome, awesome uh, timeline. I want to try to take a quick look here, see if I can bring him up. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, bringing up him up on spot track. Sean Mannion has made over $6 million in his career going back to 2020, 2015. He was signed uh, to a four-year contract in 2015 with the Rams. He played a couple of years with the Vikings, a year with the Seahawks, and then went back with the Vikings. He's been there three Look years in the practice squad. Survived the practice squad? Holy mackerel. You know what I'm saying? Survived the agency? He, he made it through uh, a career where he averaged $886,199 a year. Man, what a job. Bad work if you can get it. <laughs> Seven years, made $6 million, a little under uh, a mil per year. And this is what I found, Ben, to be most hilarious about this situation because, you know, my favorite whipping boy is Kirk Cousins, right? No doubt about it. But, okay, here we go. This is what I thought was hilarious. Can I, let me see if I can find it. Uh, you, you're terrible, man. Kirk Cousins, first of all, Kirk Cousins never gets hurt. How Sean Mannion is oh more impressive God. than Kirk Cousins. Where do you get this stuff? <laughs> Research is what I do. This is from Fansided. Now, this says, despite only throwing one touchdown in his NFL career, Sean Mannion has landed another contract with the Minnesota Vikings, right? Oh, my God. It is absolutely amazing. They said here, now, you know, they also still have Kellen Mond, right? So he's going to be, right. he's going to be, uh, I guess, competing for the backup with Kellen Mond. They say it defies logic as he remains the backup, right? Now, this is what I, this is, I'm going to take you to the end here because they say here, okay, people have asked, have praised Cousins through the years for managing to make a boatload of money in his NFL career despite his performance never really translating to overall team success. <laughs> but, at least Cousins, as they say here, was able to put above average numbers at a consistent rate, right? So he put up some numbers. Mannion has easily been one of the worst quarterbacks to ever throw a football in a Vikings uniform, yet he keeps getting re-signed. 
So at this point, all anyone can do is be impressed that he's been able to last as long in the NFL as he has. And consequently, basically, he figured out a way to keep a job in the NFL. And he's been getting paid despite his performance. And the only thing they could compare it with was Kirk Cousins <laughs> getting paid despite his performance. Now, he's got a long ways to go. This is surely not fair, man. You, you, this is terrible. I don't believe you're doing this to Kirk Cousins, man. He doesn't deserve this. It's not so much what we're doing to Kirk Cousins. We have to, we have to give credit to Mannion for keeping a job in the NFL all these years. No, I'm not buying it. The I'm NFL not buying this backup quarterback is the best yeah. job in the NFL. Backup quarterback may in fact be. You may have a genuine art uh, argument that backup quarterback is the greatest job in the NFL. I will go with that. But Sean Mannion hasn't done anything special to get all this praise you're giving him. Oh, the lazy like, ass because the, the Vikings is that he kept a job. No, that's not they got paid almost a mil per year. Yeah, but you're making it sound like it's freaking miraculous, and it's not. The Vikings are lazy bums <laughs> who won't get out, go out, and get a real backup that they know if they had to play him would play well, but they have to pay him more money. So they got Mannion, and they keep re-signing him. Because he can't demand a lot of money because he ain't never done nothing. And keep their fingers crossed that Cousins won't get hurt. Cousins doesn't get hurt. <laughs> so the Minnesota Vikings are being prudent with their money by shining, signing, shining, signing Sean Mannion. I can't even say it. Good Lord. It's nothing he's doing. He's just in the right place at the right time. And as long as Cousins doesn't get hurt, he'll keep resigning. The minute Cousins gets an injury that requires him to miss more than two games, Sean Mannion will be exposed and his life will be over as an NFL player. Uh-oh. Mark my words. Uh, this man has this man is a man of many lives. Brother, Kirk, many lives. Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt. Go take a look at his career. He, he don't get he, hurt. You're right. He doesn't. You're right. There's a low probability. At they're low like, it. look at the numbers. He... Manning hasn't played any games hardly. That's right. Last year, I think he played He played against the Packers last year. To play. He, he said themselves in the article. No, he Kirk wasn't even hurt. He got COVID. <laughs> there you go. Right. And, and remember, famously, at the beginning of the season, he said he wasn't going to get vaccinated. Remember that? That's right. So, but it said right there in the article, they said Mannion is probably the worst Viking quarterback to ever, th the worst quarterback to ever throw a pass for the Vikings. <laughs> so they know that's like they freaking sign you. And they know you can't play, but they, they're like, if Kirk never gets hurt, we have a backup quarterback. And we only got to pay him this much money. <laughs> and every year, Kirk don't get hurt. 
We're golden. We're golden. <laughs> it's, it's financially sound. <laughs> ah, which is what we're saying all along. The yeah. money. These guys. Now you want to talk about having great, great backup careers. You got to talk about Josh Johnson. You got to talk about Case Keenum, uh, the kid Gilbert. Those dudes put in work. But not that much work. And check check out some of their salaries. Them cats. Oh, we will be because yeah. that is the focus for the best job in the NFL series. Okay. On okay. Well, let's let's keep that going. Let me let's tell you, I took a quick peek at Josh Johnson. He is the old man. Yes. Back up. This dude played on like twelve different teams. Holy man! Not just NFL team. He been all over the place. Oh my. Goodness, he's been around a long time. So we'll take a look at all of these guys and the backup quarterbacks. You know, we've talked about the status of backup quarterbacks in the NFL as being somewhat pitiful. And, uh, you know, so that's going to be our our uh, special, special segment. Best job in the NFL. All right, Benny, that wraps it up for me. What you got? Wraps it up for me too, baby. Go Knowles. Go nose. <laughs>